All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Today is Tuesday, June the 15th, 2021. And before we get into the news, which there's quite a bit of, I must admit, uh, with regards to different events around the world, I would like to make something very, very clear to everybody. Now, this is for both members and for the public audience, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. I just want to clarify something very important. Now, in the past week, the past seven days, members more specifically, but even the public may have noticed a little bit of a decrease in the amount of content that we've been putting out in terms of the frequency of it all. Now, yes, last week was a bit of an exception. We focused more on long-form uh, conversations and interviews and episodes, which we will continue to do. Many of you seem to enjoy that. However, I would just like to clarify one thing. Nobody has reached out to me for, uh, with this, but I do want to get ahead of the curve and be as transparent as possible. Just because I'm traveling does not mean that the, the show on the member side for Patreon or publicly is slowing down by any means. As a matter of fact, it's been the opposite. So Camden and myself have, long story short, purchased some very high-end equipment in order to upload much quicker, to edit much quicker, and things like that. However, the computers in which were purchased, the hardware side of it seems to not be working. So thankfully, they were under warranty. We're just waiting on the replacements to come in. Now, you might be saying, Dave, how come you could put this episode up, but not the other ones? Well, folks, let me tell you, the processing power required for this type of episode is far, far less. So I could use my old laptop to continue the Kraken episodes because it's simply me, you know, doing political commentary and putting up some article screenshots to the, to the left or right of me, right? Whereas doing the members episodes and the public episodes... There's tons of footage, there's sources, there's all these types of images we put up on the screen. So it takes a lot more processing power to get things done efficiently. Now, I just wanted to address that and I wanted to thank everybody for their patience. We have tons of stuff literally locked and loaded metaphorically in uh, in the, the metaphorical chamber, if you will, just waiting to drop. It's just a matter of hours at this point. So I just want to make that very clear for both the members and for uh, the public audience too. So to, first off, with the news today, Robert Redfield, the former head of the CDC, said that he personally believes that the WHO is compromised. Now, again, he made it clear that he is no longer the head of the CDC. He does not have... Um, you know, access to information or data as he once did. But this is the same comment he made about one or two months back with uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta on CNN, which I ranted about because if we had said that, you know, we thought the virus came from a lab, our, you know, a show would have been uh, temporarily banned and things like that, which it kind of was a couple weeks back, as you remember. But, you know, on CNN, it's no problem if he says it, right? Well, anyways, um, I don't necessarily blame Mr. Redfield. I blame the establishment and the system. So this time around, he's going to the mainstream media thinking the WHO is compromised. So it's so it's like, okay, what do you mean by that, right? Well, let me tell you what I think is happening here from an intelligence angle. It seemed as though Mr. Redfield did not want to get into it too much. However, um, I have been told by many people within the government and, of course, my own research as well and talking to many of you, the audience, that what generally happens at the United Nations, at the WHO, is that they have their formal meetings, right? But just like anything in life, there's the official part of it and then there's the back-end part of it. And I know this might sound ridiculous, but hear me out. What ends up happening when they're finished these meetings, and I think many of you will agree with me, is when they head to the bathroom, when these ambassadors, these presidents, these these big, you know, uh, these leaders of all these nations from the international community, when they go to the bathroom, Room, whether it's a, a man or a woman, literally to go take a piss or, you know, do their business, they get approached by another diplomat, right? Diplomat could be a spy or something like this. And they get told, listen, you know, lay off of the sanctions on this for on, in this particular case on us or lay off of, you know, the uh, the investigation into COVID. And uh, there's going to be a, a bank account in Cyprus or in, uh, you know, um, the Mediterranean with with a million dollars in cash in your name there. 
it's it's straight up honestly that's how it works a lot of the time right now mr redfield did not say that directly of course he couldn't but the implications were there right now that's just one of many different ways that the cia mossad mi6 other intelligence agencies around the world tend to infiltrate and influence policy unofficially and so i think that's where he's going with that i just want to make that clear now the next thing that, that I wanted to bring up as well, too, is that, uh, let's take a look here. The pilot who was flying that Belarus airplane was told if he didn't comply, then a bomb would go off. So he felt he had no choice. Again, I don't blame the pilot, assuming this is true and, you know, the facts of this investigation are coming to light. And he was told, listen, you, you by the Belarus government, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if you don't listen to us or if you don't comply, that whole plane is blowing up. I mean, folks, you're just a pilot doing your job. You think it's going to be a regular old flight just like anything else, from my understanding. And then all of a sudden you're told that. I don't blame the guy in, in pure reality. You know what I mean? Especially if he values his life, right? The next thing is that Lou Elizondo was asked, and I don't even need to read this just because I'm so excited about this. Lou Elizondo was asked about MJ-12, Majestic 12, and Project Zodiac. Now, Project Zodiac, I will be doing a public episode on soon, and I will continue that into the members uh, segment of things. However, um, MJ-12, for those who don't know, who don't follow the main episodes of the show as much, was basically, uh, allegedly, a secret rogue team of 12 members, uh, military, scientists, uh, military generals, all that, that President Eisenhower, or sorry, President Truman had put into place to study reverse engineer UFOs, aliens, things like that. And it came with a manual, by the way, too, an OPNAC, the, I think it was the SOS-01 manual, I think it was, don't quote me on that specifically, which we've showed in the Patreon and in some instances on the public episodes of literally the what to do, what the MJ-12 members are instructed to do when they come across incidences of crashed aliens that are alive, crashed aliens that are dead, how to cover things up with the media, things like that. And so Lou Elizondo's response, again, depends if you believe the guy or not. His response was immediately was, I can't comment on that. Almost, he... It's not so much what he said, it was the mannerism in which he said it. Now, yes, he was a former intelligence agent, military intelligence, things like this. They're trained to kind of, you know, lead people in the wrong direction. I'm not naive of that. But it seemed as though he wanted to say something, but he really knew that he couldn't. Not only was it not his place, but he may have been risking a lot of things of his own personal life, too, if he did. Now, again, with that being said, we can also play devil's advocate and say he's leading us down a path of disinformation in order for disclosure to go in the narrative that the government wants, right? And a lot of people say, we don't trust the thing the government says. And I also say to that, I don't blame you at all. So again, it's hard to say, right? Mr. Elizondo has said himself, he knows that there's a lot of people out there don't, that don't trust him. But, you know, for him to make a comment on this is quite interesting because if you had mentioned Majestic 12 even a year ago, I remember being ridiculed uh, last summer, right? In some of the comments of the videos when the, when the channel first started growing, saying, hey, you know, Dave, Majestic 12 wasn't real. I'm not saying it was, but take a look at the evidence, folks. I mean, all the evidence has been fabricated to suggest that. And then, you know, when you see Majestic 12 showing up in, in movies or shows like on Netflix, uh, like in the Umbrella Academy and those type of things, we can argue that's drop feeding. We could also argue that it's nonsense, right? So, again, I just want to make that very clear. The next thing is that the uh, there's a North Korean defector, and I wanted to pull up this article reported by Fox News and then... Um, covered by Yahoo News as well, too. So I just want to mention this because I think it's very significant. North Korean defector says, quote, even North Korea was not this nuts, end quote, after attending Ivy League school. So she basically talks about how she lived and grew up in North Korea, that she fell for the propaganda. She saw people get murdered in front of her eyes for people who did not go along with the North Korean regime and things like that. And um, she said this right here, and this is the quote that I wanted to discuss specifically. 
I expected that when coming to America I was paying for this fortune, all this time and energy to learn how to think, but they are forcing you to think they want they they are forcing you to think the way they want you to think, excuse me. Uh, I realized, wow, this is insane. I thought America was different, but I saw so many similarities to what I saw in North Korea that I started worrying. Now, what I find end quote, what I find so interesting about all of this is that she is suggesting there's brainwashing going on. Now, I, I want to cover a couple angles on this because first off, we must admit there is a suppression of knowledge within the academic community, right? For example, a most recent example would be Eric Weinstein on Joe Rogan about how, you know, they suppressed his, Harvard suppressed him and his wife's work because he was trying to find, you know, he found a certain... Um, flaw, if you will. And then we have other instances where, you know, it's been argued very strongly within uh, within the physics community that, you know, certain formulas are left uh, suppressed or left um, un incomplete by those that know the answer to certain algorithms or formulas because it could lead to the, to the public discovery of things like anti-gravity, zero-point energy, not just alien technology or things that aliens have taught us secretly, but, you know, many other things as well. I'm just using this as an example. I can understand the suppression of knowledge in that case to a very limited degree. However, in pure theory, the whole point of, you know, academia is to be able to experiment and open up and explore and all that kind of stuff, right? So... It kind of, you know, contradicts one another. Now, with that being said, too, we could also argue very strongly without getting Democrats or Republicans involved that there is a school system that is trying to teach a very um, pro-war, pro-Western agenda. It's not for me to say if that's good or bad, mainly because it's a complicated issue, but also because I feel as though it's not my place to tell um, any of you what to think as well, right? So it's quite interesting to see that. The next thing is that Roger Waters, um, a member of the Pink Floyd band, said, and I quote, no fucking way Facebook can use our song, end quote. When, Pink, when Mark Zuckerberg personally asked Mr. Waters to use, um, I think it was another Brick on the Wall song in a Facebook campaign ad, don't quote me on that, but that's what it was. He basically said, um, and I quote, so, yeah, he said, here's this guy who started a company based off of how we should rate girls' looks. And now he's one of the most powerful people on the planet. This is insane. Now, he don't quote me exactly. I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I thought I did, but turns out I didn't. He said something very similar along those lines, uh, you know, referring to when Zuckerberg started Facebook and how he started it in his college dorm room, how it started, you know, rating women. Technically, he's not wrong, right? So... Again, it's uh, at that point, it comes down to perspective and opinion. Um, the next thing is that Israeli groups are marching through occupied East Jerusalem as we speak. Uh, there's a lot of uh, international news outlets covering this live. There's a handful of Palestinians that have already been arrested. There's been some conflicts. Uh, certain people from the Gaza Strip have sent over um, balloons that could explode or catch on fire if they hit grass or crops or something like this. Um, again... It's, it's, I, I don't know how many times I could say this over and over. The people, the, the ones that are really going to get hurt are the people, regardless if it's the Jewish people or the Palestinian people, trying to play it as unbiased as I possibly can. And honestly, it's just, it, it goes back to the time old thing of the settlements, the violence, things like that. Does the UN recognize Israel as an apartheid state? Kind of yes, kind of no, but then nothing ends up happening. And this is when it comes into the back end influence of the Mossad and, uh, and things like this, right? So again, there's a lot to cover there. I'm sure there's a lot of things I left out. There's still live updates as I'm looking at the screen here, so I don't want to comment any further. We'll see what happens, right? But who knows if... The, we now have Naftali Bennett, uh, I think I said his name correctly, as the new prime minister. Um, 
A lot of people are saying Netanyahu will be back, as I mentioned in yesterday's Kraken episode, uh, in a couple years, because it's not like uh, Western politics, again, like I said, where when you lose, you get pushed to the edge. But again, it's pure violence. I, I don't know what to say at this point. I really do believe, I, I think I expressed my perspective on what's happening there with Israel. I don't know how much more I could say to tell you folks the truth. Um, on, on this matter, at least. Uh, the next thing is that black fungus has been detected in three COVID patients in the country of Oman. Look, the black fungus thing concerns me more than the, the alleged COVID patients. I don't really, with all due respect, I, I don't care if they have COVID or not. It's more so this black fungus that's been popping up in India, popping up all over the place, right? There was some news this morning about, you know, the Delta variant being much more dangerous, they're saying now, and that the vaccine is 90% effective against it. I decided not to cover that, folks, just because we, we, we've been talking about COVID for over a year now, even before the show started. I'm sure all of you have heard about this, so I'm not, I'm not going to touch that, but... Um, but yeah, this black fungus, let's see what happens. Now, the next thing is that the USS Reagan has entered the South China Sea. Uh, it is an aircraft carrier, and they said uh, the United States has said it, it was a routine mission while being accompanied by other aircraft carriers as well. Again, some say this is a provocation to try to provoke China, or the CCP more specifically, that the U.S. is doing this. Um, them entering the South China Sea and saying it's a training routine, very typical, right? China's been doing this to other parts of, uh, you know, they've been doing this to Taiwan, uh, many other places as well, too. So this may, in fact, be the U.S.'s response. Now, at the G7, they said that uh, the G7 leaders are allegedly very concerned about China's uh, global influence and reach. Yeah, no shit. I mean... Uh, the genie's out of the bottle, whether, whether it's, you know, China, you know, having a good chunk of the manufacturing industry with, you know, uh, products and things like that, manufacturing clothes, toys, you name it, right? There's so many different things. And again, this comes down to, uh, in this particular case, for example, the, the child labor, right? They get paid, I think, something like one American dollar a week. And then how are you going to compete with that if you're a businessman in the States and you're trying to manufacture your stuff in the States? I'm not justifying um, go, moving your, your operations to China. I'm just saying that this is the reality of it, right? The next thing is that Hungary, uh, the Hungary parliament passes a bill, uh, passed a bill, excuse me, that forb forbids the spread of LGBTQ information in the school system, particularly for younger kids. It's been met with some backlash, but there seems to be allegedly, again, this is from an external point of view. I don't know what's going on on the ground there firsthand, but there's allegedly a pretty even divide as to whether or not this should be taught. Some people believe in the more Christian movement there, allegedly, of, you know, a um, little more leaning right wing in terms of, you uh, your 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 you know the argument of if you're born a man it doesn't matter if you want to be a have a become a woman or if you're born a woman doesn't matter if you want to become a man or even if you want to be gay you must follow the values of the the you know the bible the Christ christianity being straight and homosexuality being a sin and things like this look this is something, in my humble opinion, they got to work out for themselves. If it's truly give or take a 50-50 split, there, there has to be another way to resolve this because it's just going to keep going at this point. The culture wars will just keep increasing, and we see this all over the world, right? The next thing is that um, the China there was a, China nu a, chi bleh, a nucle nuclear reactor leak in China because the radiation levels were spiked substantially, and a French partner within this joint venture of this particular um uh, nuclear plant, which is called EDF, that owns 30% of this joint venture, called an emergency meeting with their Chinese partner over the leak. Now, interestingly enough, China has also very recently increased the standard in which radiation levels could be emitted at within their country. So, well, the CCP did that. So, 
it's concerning it's interesting with that being said too though it is their own country however this could definitely affect many other people if this is not contained if this is in fact a leak maybe they're doing a secret experiment and something went wrong who the hell knows at this point right the only people that really might know are those in intelligence so and we'll never find out the truth right unless it's you know for many years later and even then we might not know uh, the next thing is that uh, i think biden meets with putin today so we'll see what happens there um IKEA France has been fined 1 million euros for snooping on staff and the former CEO was also jailed for hiring police and detectives to collect data on staff. I'm not sure if it was for sexual reasons uh, or sexual proclivities or if it was for just trying to make uh, staff more efficient in terms of work and stuff like that. But why the hell you would want to know about their person? I don't I know the whole thing of if you if you see what's going on in their personal lives, maybe you can help resolve uh, whatever problems they have or maybe you, you fire them and, and or maybe you try to resolve whatever issues are going on at home for them to work better. But at Ikea, really? And even then, that's still a massive violation of privacy. So I I fundamentally disagree with that. Glad to see he's in jail. I mean, it's it, what a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um the next thing is that Marjorie Taylor Greene has apologized for likening mask wearing to the Holocaust. Again, we, we can, regardless, Republican or Democrat, there will be politicians that will say things out of pure provocation to, to get attention. I'm not saying Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of them. There's a lot of things she said that I don't agree with that I've kind of looked at like, oh, okay. But I'm in my humble opinion, guys, I could be very wrong here. I'm not sure if she's trolling. It, I, honestly, at this point, it's, it's hard to say, right? But um, she did apologize. She probably, I mean, in my humble opinion, she, uh, she went too far in that regard. Now, I will say that, and I say this very carefully, the mask wearing has gone to an extreme, excuse me, has gone to an extreme, absolutely. Um, why liken it to the Holocaust is a little, it kind of baffles me a little bit, but... Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I get it, but still, why use that example? There's so many other examples you could use, right, uh, that, that are far less uh, provocative. But I, I, again, arguably, that may be the point of it. So, you know, who knows? The, um, the next thing is that uh, Biden and the European Union have agreed to a truce in a 17-year dispute over aircraft subsidies. I think Boeing's involved in that and things like that. So, you know, that's, that's good to see. Uh, the final, th I mean, I guess it's, but, you know, this arms dealing and things like that are never good, but whatever. Because this is the reality, very unfortunately. Uh, the final thing is that a politician from Niger had a machine gun attack on his home. Uh, two uh, masked up people shot up his house and ended up killing one of his security guards. I would, I don't know the specifics. I would imagine it was one of the security guards probably standing outside of his home. As most security details do, they usually have you know one, two, sometimes three um, bodies outside or uh, armed guards uh, outside of the house. Obviously, that's one of the most basic forms of... Uh, security protocols and things like that i would imagine right so that's it for today not the most exciting news in the world compared to you know last week or the week before but i do appreciate all of you on your patience especially the members for these episodes that will be coming in the the following hours so again thank you so much and we'll catch all of you very soon cheers